This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are joined by a former Disney cast member who worked at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. You might have seen him performing at Disney's Hollywood Studios as one of the citizens of Hollywood where he played the movie star Stone Granite, but he has done so much more than that. Carrie and I are both big fans and we're really excited to talk to him about what his life at Disney was like and what the future holds for Cameron Matthews. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, Carrie. Hello. Carrie, are you excited? Yes, very. (laughs) Me too. I am so excited about our guest today, and I think he's just kind of fabulous. I agree. (laughs) And yeah, like we can chitter chatter, we can do all sorts of stuff, but we should really just get to the interview because we're both pretty excited about it, right? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good one. Welcome, Cam, to the show. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you, ladies. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we we have been fans of yours for a very, very, very long time. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> so I'm true. sorry. No. <laughs> We have been and you know obviously all of your all of your stuff that all of your work at Disney we've been huge fans for a long time but before we jump into that I want to give you a second to introduce yourself to the listeners so that they know a little bit about who you are and where they can find you. Oh that's awesome thank you so much ladies I appreciate the platform and it's going to be a great conversation I'm sure today. Uh, hi, everyone listening. My name is Cameron Matthews. I am a longtime, now former Disney cast member of over 23 years. Uh, I started my career uh, at Disneyland when I was 16 years old, and it went all the way up until uh, this past year. Uh, and you could add it all up, but yes, I just turned 40. Woohoo! Over the hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, But now I've taken everything I've learned in my entertainment career with Disney and uh, outside with corporate work and event work, and I've now created my own uh, entertainment company, something I've been wanting to do for several years now, but nothing more like a layoff to light the fire and get you going with that. But uh, I now am the uh, owner of Cameron Matthews Entertainment, LLC, And what I'm doing is I'm specializing in virtual and live entertainment. So right now, you know, Zoom is a big part of our lives. We're doing this podcast via Zoom. And uh, Zoom's going to be here for a while. And what I want to do is rethink the Zoom experience when it comes to corporate meetings, to private parties, to award shows, uh, to your regular Zoom meeting with the Girl Scouts, whatever it may be. And I bring that up because I have an event coming up with that. <laughs> uh, so if you're looking to energize your next event, you know, and make it effective, entertaining, memorable, I'm ready to customize an experience for you. So it's not just a cookie cutter. You're just getting the same thing from me every single time. I like to hear what your business is about, what your event is about, and cater some sort of wacky character or a serious character and put it all together into a memorable experience, especially right now on Zoom since we're living in the world we're living in. And you can find out all about that on my website, www.cameronmatthews.com. 
dot com, and that's Matthews with two T's. So that's yeah, awesome. and yeah. this and I will link to all of that in the show notes for sure. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Thank you. And you know, it's so fun to hear you talk about the events because no, I'm not even kidding you. A couple of weeks ago, someone mentioned to me, they're like, you know, I, I really want to do something. It's like a marketing thing, but what am I supposed to do? We're all at home. It's all got to be virtual, but like nobody wants to sit and listen to me lecture for an hour. How do I make it fun? And I'm like, well, isn't this funny? Because I'm actually chatting on, on the podcast with someone in a couple of weeks who does just that. And he's fantastic. Aww. So I sent, her, I sent her your website. Um, Thank you. No, because I think what you do and seeing what you've done over the years, I, it's only it only makes sense that you're doing that. Yeah, you know... Um... After 2020 was a very difficult year for 32,000 cast members, you know, who were laid off and furloughed. Um, I didn't want, as difficult as that was, I did not want that to end my career. Right. It may have ended my job at The Mouse, but it's not going to end my career. I, it, being an actor, being an entertainer, and being a professional host is in my blood, and it's something I love to do. So I'm just taking all that experience of over 25 years in show business and I'm the boss now, you know, I'm in charge and I'm ready to bring that same Disney level of entertainment, that quality, but I'm bringing it to you now. I'm bringing it to your home, you know, since we're doing virtual so much now and hopefully, you know, later in this year, we all get vaccinated and it's all safe to be doing in person. I can't wait to do in person events again as well. So yeah, it's really exciting. We're we're so excited to to chat with you about this. And it's funny because I never realized that your career started. I know so much of you from Walt Disney World and yeah. and from the Disney Company, but I didn't realize that you actually started at Disneyland. Yeah, ladies, it was my very first job ever. Uh, wow. I was 16. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, uh, about an hour and a half east of Anaheim in a town called Moreno Valley. Uh, in the Inland Empire. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I grew up going to Disneyland, you know, once a year, like a lot of Southern Californians do. And, you know, of course, like we're all going to talk about, we grew up loving Disney, right? We loved it. Uh, and I especially loved uh, parades, especially the Main Street Electrical Parade. That was my favorite thing, my favorite thing in the whole yes. wide world. And I wanted to be in it so bad. And remember when it went away for the first time, yeah, <laughs> when it was closing yeah. forever, in quotes, uh, it was one year before I was old enough to work at Disney, and I was so disappointed, so disappointed. I even wrote a letter to Disneyland and said, <laughs> is there any way I could be in the parade? My dream was to ride Elliot from Pete's Dragon. That was my dream, my dream to ride. I wanted to, I didn't have to be Pete. I just wanted to ride it. I wanted to be on it. <laughs> is there any way? And, you know, believe it or not, like months later, the head of the parade department actually wrote me a letter and said, of course, thank you for reaching out. We can't grant that wish. Uh, we can't make that dream come true. But um, we look forward to having you come audition uh, next year when you're old enough. And they actually sent me this like pro glossy photo of Elliot, which was oh really goodness. sweet, right? And so cool. a year later, I did go and audition, and my very first thing uh, was being a hero wannabe, a scrawny guy on an exercise bike in the Hercules Victory Parade in 1997. So that, and it all started there. That's wow. so cool. Yeah. 
that's a that's Francine's favorite parade and her favorite part of the parade. The... I, oh my gosh, I you're love... just saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. I've been at Disneyland while we watched that parade with yeah. Fran. It had the best it. music. It had oh the best gosh. music. Now it, it had it big was shoes. Huge. To... It was. Well, it had big shoes to fill because it was replacing the Lion King celebration parade mm-hmm. that was just beloved, right? And uh, so Hercules Parade was small on a smaller <laughs> scale. But man, that music was so great. And I had so much fun with that. Oh, Lots I'm of just, fun. I'm absolutely over the moon about the electrical parade. Yeah, that's it's, yeah, Franny's it favorite. It has been since. <laughs> you can't see since, this, but I'm raising the roof if that's still Oh my cool. gosh. I, I yeah, so since, since I was a kid, I have idolized. There were two things that I loved about that parade. One was Elliot, just because... I'd never seen anything so big and full of lights, and and I loved Pete's Dragon. And yeah. the other was the trumpet players on, you know, the ones that would come down. They were and and it was like they were like plastic trumpets with lights on them, and they would come down the parade and they would sway back and forth. Are you talking spectro magic? Oh, me no. That, the trumpet, the opening. Is that where the trumpet? That, yeah, that spectro magic. They're spectro. Yeah. Yes, Which that's you're mixing up your you're mixing, was, you're mixing up your, your nighttime spectaculars. I know, but they're all so great. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, the electrical parade is so beloved for Californians, and spectro magic, equally yes. here, you know, in Florida, was beloved as well. That's so incredible. Yeah, you know, then, and just a little side note on it. Uh, Years later, you know, because the electrical parade, we all know, bounced back and forth from Florida mm-hmm. after it closed forever, right? <laughs> uh, so it went to the Magic Kingdom for a few years, a couple times. Uh, but in my early times at Disneyland, uh, there was a time it was coming back to California to reopen at California Adventure, where it did a stint for a few years at California Adventure. And uh, how cool is this? I finally got to be in the parade at California Adventure. Oh, I wasn't riding did. Elliot. No, no. <laughs> still. I, still. I, was, I was a canopy carrier holding the canopy in the Cinderella <laughs> unit. That's right. I was walking scenery. But you know what? It was awesome to be in something that I grew up watching and loving and then to actually then be in it. That was wow. so cool. That's that must cool. have been that so... Was our... <laughs> that was one thing we wanted to ask if you... I you ended up got to go to, into yes, the parade. <laughs> yes, I ended up getting to do it, and I got I got a picture right up on top with Elliot because I worked there at that time. You know, I oh, could at that point. So I do have a picture of me in my canopy carrier outfit up on a ladder right next to Elliot's head. So you know, full circle. It ended up happening. So wow, that's really, incredible. Yeah. and I'll bet a lot of the I'm sure a lot of the cast members are similar meaning like they grow up and that's their dream so it's not really is it embarrassing to admit to them all like this is my dream I'm there or is everybody like yeah mine too Uh, I don't think so I mean I think you know we all get a little jaded as the years the decades go on (laughs) you know but I there for the majority of people especially I have to think in entertainment you know there's a reason you're there. There's a reason you wanted to work there. You loved parades. You loved the shows. You loved the characters. And you wanted to be a part of that. That's what so many of that's what draws so many cast members to it, you know, is the those entertainers. And, you know, just a side note of just what we're kind of going through now of how important entertainment is to the mm-hmm. Disney experience. I'm not being paid to say that, but yeah. it's true. The entertainment. Entertainment and, you know, that, that was a lot of what was just recently cut 
Yes. Um, and usually is the first thing that is cut. But entertainment is valuable. Entertainment is uh, what Walt Disney wanted to bring the guests originally. Yeah? Yeah. Fun times with the family, right? Parades, shows. Yes, attractions as well. Absolutely. But, you know, to create this whole world of entertainment, you need the entertainment. And exactly. I do hope uh, as things go back to the new normal that that will come back. You know, I hope so, because I think I think the biggest challenge with entertainment like that is how they measure it. Like it's so hard as a company when they're looking at numbers on a spreadsheet, they see how many people came in the door, how many people bought tickets, how many people went on this attraction. But what they don't see is the value of the dollars and cents of what that entertainment brought to the guests. That I, I that's agree. that value can't be measured in dollars and cents, but it's huge. I, I absolutely agree. I agree. Um, and you know, and I th as time has gone on, you know, we are more programmed now. We're programmed to be on our phones. We are programmed to schedule every single minute of every single second you know mm -hmm. at the parks that going to sit down to watch a parade or go watch a show is almost an inconvenience now you yes. know you know you, i gotta get on this ride i gotta go do this i gotta do this uh and it's unfortunate you know i saw that come about you know even as a street performer uh, up till my layoff, uh, I was working with the citizens of Hollywood, which mm -hmm. are the street actors at Hollywood Studios. And even in the past five years, you know, with FastPass, you could see um, people feeling they were unable to experience something just on the fly, a, a yes. fun skit on the street because they would say, oh, I I've got a FastPass, I got to go, you know, so. Yep. And I yeah. think, so Carrie and I are, are for, we always preach um, sort of the preach. wander. The wander. <laughs> we, uh, we, because I find the schedule, it just, it gives me anxiety. Like I just want to go and enjoy and wander and, and, and take in everything. And we talk a lot about sitting on park benches and, you know, grabbing a tea or a coffee and just sitting and people watching for a while and, and really taking in the atmosphere, which includes the street atmosphere or whatever and, mm -hmm. and the performer like you guys the citizens of hollywood is so iconic and incredible and entertaining i would and agree I <laughs> <laughs> but i will tell you it all it also gave me anxiety as someone who doesn't like to be singled out oh, absolutely I, I for every time i would start to watch i would i would find myself walking backwards to make sure that i didn't get picked or <laughs> that nobody <laughs> talked to me <laughs> You're not the only one. So, Cam, do you have any advice on how not to get picked is what Francine really wants to know. Do the opposite of what Francine was doing. If you show us you're nervous, if you show us you're backing up, that uh, that is usually radar for us to like, oh, Ooh. someone fun to play with here. Zone you know. right in. <laughs> it's And you know what? You're so right, because that's what happened to me in Monsters, Inc., too. I swear, as soon as they started talking, they were going to pick someone and I put my head down. That was it. That yeah. was me picked. Yeah, I, that was a show I did as well. And uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you did Monsters, Inc. too? I did. I was a sub for that for a few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. You've yeah. had some incredible roles at Disney. I've been very, very blessed. 
very, very blessed, ladies. Um, yeah, I to be in a, have been been in entertainment this entire time is really great. And on the Florida side, which is different at Disneyland, I was a Disney cast member, but in Florida, I was an, under an actors' equity contract. And if you if folks don't know, uh, shows like Citizens of Hollywood, The Monsters Inc., Glass Floor, Hoopty Doo Review, which my wife. Uh, was a part of, okay. uh, and Indiana Jones, the Frozen sing along, all those shows where you have live actors on microphone. Uh, nine times out of ten, they are members of Actors Equity, and they're under annual contracts. So every year, we don't know if we will be renewed for another year. So we're not guaranteed uh, oh. any of that. Yeah, we're not guaranteed just to keep going if we want to be there. They casting can change their minds. Um, so I'm very blessed that I was able to, we moved out here in 2008 that I was able to maintain it until this period of time of, you know, of 2020. So very blessed, a lot of different shows, a lot of experiences, a lot of corporate events. I got to travel for the company and for a couple years to Canada, to Mexico, all over the Eastern part of the country to advertise Disney stuff for travel agents. Um, yeah, I, I was very lucky. Uh, opening castle shows, it, great! Wow. It's awesome. It was awesome. We okay. may have seen you. I may have seen you at one of those traveling shows where you chugged some maple syrup. Oh, m <laughs> gosh, Carrie! <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! So Carrie funny. is referring to uh, that was in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so this travel agency show we were doing was a road show where we were just bringing the latest and greatest of the Disney travel products to travel agencies all in different regions of the country, including Canada. And yes, I was playing an over-the-top, ridiculous talk show host <laughs> who was just loving everything about Canada that I even put, uh, what was it, maple syrup on poutine <laughs> and ate it on stage. Yes, I'll do anything yeah, for a laugh. It was awesome. Yeah, it was disgusting, but it was fun. <laughs> It's so you're, you're always so incredibly entertaining. Oh, that's it, sweet. It, mm -hmm. It's it's so true. And I think so I had an opportunity to meet you briefly during the Hollywood Studios 30th. Um, oh, wow. They had they had a social media event that I was invited to. And you were hosting an event where we were looking at all the desserts that were coming. Was that at the Brown Derby? Yep. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. At the Brown Derby. And it was so much fun. And even like everything that I've ever seen you do from, you know, the citizens of Hollywood to that event, to the travel stuff, you know, you're, you just. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Be... Did you come up to me and say, I remember you from the road show? Did you say that? Yes, I did. I oh remember gosh. that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I remember coming home and telling my wife, I said, this lady came up to me <laughs> and she goes, are you the guy from the road? I do. <laughs> and I was. And I'm sure I played it. it off like I said I wasn't, but yeah, I winked you at did. you, something like that. You totally did. And then we, <laughs> then we, then we shared a dessert. It was fabulous. <laughs> that's cool. You're that like you're unforgettable. Like when we when we left that road show, I think that's when we all we were all like cam actor we followed you on social media we found your instagram and Aww. we like we've been following you since then because we just you were all, it was so much fun oh and, all, so and everything sweet. it's so you you have us belly laughing and it's just so we're so yeah. entertaining and you i i appreciate that um it's my life's calling 
It, I, just, it I is. love to make I love to make people laugh. Yes, ninety nine percent of my comedy is dad jokes, but <laughs> I love fabulous. puns and I love dad jokes. But you know, I like silly humor. But I really appreciate that. Thank you. Now, Thank when you. you were when you're doing things like that, or even on the Citizens of Hollywood, I always wondered: Did you yeah. get a kind of a script, or how much of that is ad libbed? Because some of this, you really look like you were. You were just having some fun with it, and I couldn't imagine that there was some kind of script behind it. Sure. It will appear behind the curtain right now. Uh, <laughs> no, really, there's no scripts at all. There are, for certain skits or certain shows, there is structure. Mm-hmm. There's definitely structure, and there's a rhythm to it. Um, and over time, it you find the best things that work, so it almost feels semi-scripted because we find the right things to say that get the best laughs. But there's no script. Uh, definitely structure. Absolutely. Definitely oh. structure. But I, for the other half of it, we are improvising on the spot. And one of my favorite things to do, what I loved about doing street theater, street performing, uh, especially playing... Uh, a ridiculous movie star character like Stone Granite. Uh, and, uh, and I wasn't the first guy to play Stone Granite. So, you know, I love to be able to take this kind of iconic character of Disney uh, folklore at Hollywood Studios and, you know, make them my own. And I love just to you know, observe what people were doing. If Francine was walking away, you know, I would make that part of the bit, you know. Uh, if people were laughing or, you know, I would just try to take any little nugget of you know inspiration and incorporate that into the experience so then it's personalized you know and that's you know as a little tie to what now i'm doing with cameron matthews entertainment that's what i want to do for you as well so you tell me what we're doing and i'll brainstorm some ideas for you and even in the live experience i'm pulling just from what i see on screen and you know making that a joke or making that entertaining, making that energized. You, you have to be quick on your feet. You like do. There's, there, you do. Because when you, I actually assume that. And we fail some... a lot. And we do <laughs> fail. A, we do. You know, we're not perfect. I mean, sometimes you go, oh, that didn't, that didn't work out right. You're all, oh, that sounded funnier in my head, but it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. And I won't do that again. You know? Wow. So it, it's never a perfect thing, but I'm, that's improv. It's, but do you get nervous before you go? Because I, oh my gosh, I was very nervous in my beginning months at Citizens of Hollywood. I mean, they have been around since the opening day of Hollywood Studios, you know? So they're, you know, one of the longest entertainment offerings. Uh, So they have a lot of history. You know, a lot of um, uh, famous people came through Citizens of Hollywood that went on to Mad TV and to television shows. So there, you know, there are some names that uh, have gone through here and have become more famous because they're that talented. So, you know, there's like big shoes to fill. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And when you're working with the others, like I, there must be certain people the that others. you would, the other, the other <laughs> players, like you, there must be certain people that it really just gelled with where it was. Oh, almost, absolutely. Cause you could see when you guys were performing together, it was kind of like, it was gold. It, it just came together and it went off with, because that's why I found it so funny that there wasn't really a script because how does that just organically happen? Uh, you got to have trust. 
you definitely have to have trust with each other. And, you know, everyone in life, you find those that you mesh well with, right? So, and that definitely happens with the work I did at Hollywood Studios. And uh, yeah, there just were some shows that you, you walked out and it was just another day, but you, and something just great happened. It clicked, it happened at the right time. And you sometimes would walk off set and just would be like, that was awesome. And those are just great memories. Is that your favorite role? That you oh, I knew the... that question was going to come. I knew that question was going to come. Uh, my wife makes fun of me all the time because anything, anytime you ask Cameron, uh, what's your favorite anything, I have to give you a top three because I just can't actually <laughs> say a favorite. <laughs> that goes with like movies, yep. music. Any, I'm like, uh, uh, yes, it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. I would say, if you want me to give you a top three, ooh, God. Yes, we'll say Citizens of Hollywood. Um, and one show that is very special to me, it was the reason I got to Walt Disney World, was Block Party Bash. Block Party Bash was the uh, Pixar Street spectacular. It was a parade slash show that actually debuted for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland Resort at California Adventure. And I did it for its entire run there. And then I transferred with it to Walt Disney World and I did it for the entire run at Hollywood Studios. So that's very special to me. So I opened it and I officially closed it out here. Um, oh. I won't ruin the magic with uh, who I played in that. But okay. uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you might be green with envy. Uh. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Uh, but that that's way up there. That's way up there. That um, and that role provided me a lot of more opportunities uh, as well with company. Uh, and then, like for a third, oh my gosh, so many great things. Um, man, you know, I would say from Disneyland, um, being in Fantasmic. I did Fantasmic for like seven what? years. What? Yeah, and that's where I met my wife actually. We both performed in Fantasmic. I was a standby, so I just, I was on call. You know, if someone got sick or got hurt, I went in and did a bunch of different roles. So that's pretty So cool. fantastic. Just yeah. jump in and save the day. Yeah. I mean, I, my brain works like a, like a dance captain who, you know, kind of sees the whole picture. And uh, I get a high off figuring out the whole plot of like, where does everyone go at the same time? And uh, it's, yeah, so I did that with Fantasmic. So I would know a bunch of different tracks, a bunch of different roles, and just jump in at a moment's notice. Wow. Yeah. That, so cool. That would be fun. We always talk about the difference between Fantasmics at Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Oh, big differences. Mm -hmm. Well, and even now the, the, the newer Disneyland is completely different than the one I did, you know, than the original. See? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. I I think I was so used to seeing the one in Walt Disney World, and when I finally saw the one in Disneyland, I was amazed at how close everybody everything was. That, that it it just felt it felt more overwhelming because it was so right in your face. It was incredible. And I think a cool part of I mean, there's so many differences, and you could talk all day about it. But I think the cool thing about the Disneyland one is that you during the day had the opportunity to be on that stage and to be on the Mark Twain and to be on the Columbia 
you know, the big uh, Columbia ship. And then at night, completely transformed. She's like, well, I was on that earlier today. I was on that stage earlier today. And where did that dragon come from? You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. You don't think about that. So your your wife worked there too at Fantasmic? Yeah, so my wife and I actually met watching Fantasmic, funny no enough. No way. <laughs> yes, watching Fantasmic. We just happened to be right next to each other. She started in attractions at Disneyland um, with the Autopia. Oh. The Autopia attraction, that's where she started. And then she did It's a Small World and the um, uh, Storybook uh, Land Canal boat ride, uh, and then got into entertainment. She did parades, and we did... We actually had the pleasure of being able to do a lot of things together. We did Fantasmic together. We did Playhouse Disney live on stage, the old Bear in the Big Blue House version of the show. Uh, And out here, um, we worked at the American Idol Experience together. She was a casting director because she's a fantastic singer. So she was a casting director for the American Idol Experience. And then she became an equity actress out here, uh, working at the Frozen Sing-Along, and then her full-time job was the hoop de doo review. And, side note, she opened the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular the Ooh. opening year. Yes. Wow. Yes. And That's to give great. you a hint, I'm so happy I married her. <laughs> oh, as a hint. Yes. Wow. That those are pretty varied careers. It's incredible that you guys have done all of that stuff. And the hoopty doo oh my goodness, that's such a classic, classic. Oh, yeah. When I grew up, you know, coming to Walt Disney World with my, my family, you know, we went there a few times. And I would never have ever thought that uh, years later that I would have the opportunity. I subbed two different roles at that show um, and would be able to perform with my wife many, many times there. So... That's really so awesome. cool. Really awesome. Do you love, do you, is it good working together or is it better when you're working in separate roles? <laughs> in separate <laughs> That's events? a great question. No, I think it's, I think it's, it's great. You know, you we like know working. how each other's, how each other works. And, um, but I think at the same time, it's also great that we were not contracted at the same place. You know, yeah. we see each other enough at home. That yep. should also be at work as well. It's great to have your core friends and your, you know, your core work family. Yep. So, yeah. Absolutely. I would just make guest appearances. <laughs> Is there a role at Disney that you always wanted that you didn't get to do? Like one oh, that you kind of yeah. looked at and said, I, I really yes. wish I could have done this. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to be friends with Bert from Mary Poppins. Always. Oh, you would have been very good friends with that. That was a. That was a. I think that was the one thing I. I I never got to do, but you know that's okay. I was very blessed. Well, you know, and that you could show up at some of the events that you're doing as a friend of Bert. Maybe now that now that you run your own company, you get to decide what you do. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Wow, you would have been very good friends with him. Oh. Was was there anything in your improv days that kind of caught you off guard at Disney? Like, sometimes I almost had anxiety watching you guys when you would pass that mic to someone in the audience and ask them a question, and I would think, what if they say something completely inappropriate? And they do. And they do. Yeah. Uh, You do your best to... Make a left turn very quickly, mm-hmm. get out of it. Um, 
And that was definitely something that was a learning curve. You can't really be taught that. Mm-hmm. Um, you would learn, because uh, I would host a lot of, of our shows and would have those opportunities to bring the microphone to someone. And you would learn techniques over the time of phrasing questions uh, and some questions just to never ask a certain way because it may be too much of an innuendo or it could just open the door up to something we don't want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, at Disney. Uh, but it did happen. It did happen. I mean, that's improv. It's in the moment. And we just do our best to, you know, to avoid uh, any further discussion on it and keep going. You know, the rule of improv is yes and, which means whatever is said, yes and I'm going to divert, you know? <laughs> so. Was oh, there yeah. was there ever anything that kind of made you broke character, but like you, you something's going on, you know? Oh, yeah. And you just, you can't help it. You got to start laughing or you got to break there's, character. I mean, everyone it's... has different, yes. <laughs> everyone has different, uh, I think, rules of thought on it. And that's great. Uh, I grew up watching, you know, um, the Carol Burnett show. And... Uh, I would, it always cracked me up when Harvey Corman would crack up at Tim Conway, you know? <laughs> yes. You know? And I think over the years, I th- now that, you know, I'm an entertainer for so long, I think it was kind of brought on at times just because people love to see that happen, you know? Yes. So definitely, especially on some bits, uh, one of our fam- famous shows we would do once a day with Citizens of Hollywood was the funniest citizen of Hollywood competition where we would tell, it was a joke inventing contest that we invented based on audience suggestions and 99 of those objects would walk into a bar and we'd make a joke out of it. Uh, and sometimes the show would just get so wacky and ridiculous and someone would say something so that wasn't in our Rolodex of jokes that it just would crack everybody up. And I love, I love those moments. I think that's just so funny because the audience loves to see us totally chuckle and laugh at something too in the moment. I think that's just what's so special about live entertainment. That's just what's so great about um, those types of offerings, you know? Yeah, you got your attractions. I love attractions. You got restaurants. My God, I love to eat. Uh, but there's something about sitting down, watching something that's live and in the moment that you are pretty much a part of as well. Mm -hmm. And we all experience it together and it will never happen again the same way, you know? And those are great memories, you know? You know, you're talking about how we, how we interacted at the the Brown Derby, you know? You're still talking about that, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. I love that that is a memory for you, you know? And that's what we, I would think, that's what all of my colleagues we strive for is to gr- create wonderful entertainment and wonderful memories for folks. And hopefully we'll get the chance to do that again. I hope so. I really do. Do you have a moment that you can think of that you created for a guest that you think, I know this was kind of magic? Like, you know, the, I, there might, and, and maybe it's not one because I know you don't want to do like, but there must be some that kind of float around in your brain of that was a good day. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll again be a little vague here because yes. uh, for some reason it's ingrained in me to value the magic. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but I can, I'll just say the name of the show and you probably can figure things out. But at Disneyland, uh, one of the shows I was uh, early on I did in my career was the sword and the stone ceremony. Oh, 
Yes. And uh, in the Sword in the Stone ceremony, we would uh, choose a, a kid to pull the sword from the stone. In the end, that's what would happen, right? Well, uh, this was many years ago. This is in the late 90s. I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, and we knew this ahead of time that, that this was going to happen. We were doing a magical moment for a child who was probably six, six years old, six or seven. And we were going to choose him to be the one to pull the sword out of the stone. And the backstory was that at the time there had been a, um, unfortunately, a, a shooting at a Jewish school back in the 90s in California. It was like in central northern California. And it had been all in the news. It was, had been months prior, but it was a big event, you know, like a, a mass shooting. Um, so they, his family were bringing him to Disneyland, and the story we were being told was that he, since that traumatic event, has not come out of his shell. He oh. hasn't smiled. He's a different kid since then, even just at six. Uh, and could we make a moment for him? Absolutely. So we did the show. He pulled the sword out of the stone. At the very end, uh, he was smiling. You know, uh, I got to give him a hug. And oh. his parents pulled me aside and said, that's the first time he has smiled since oh. that event. And they were just overjoyed. And that was early on in my career. And it's, I think, the, probably the most magical memory I've ever had. Wow. With what I've done. How yeah. incredible to be a part of that and helping him kind of deal and, and, and just experience some joy after such a horrendous event. Like, yeah, that's, that's an incredible experience. Yeah. And you, you kind of wonder, you know, you know, that was like 99, you know, so that kid is now in his mid to late twenties now. And I, you just kind of, you know, yeah. wow, I just said that out loud and it just kind of hit, <laughs> but, uh, you just kind of go, I wonder if it la yeah. if if it's still there, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I hope would, so. I would bet it is. Yeah. I would bet it is because you, yeah. you think about the things in your life when you're a kid that kind of change the trajectory of who you are, and yeah. some of them are just those kind of memories, and those 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 moments really do change you as a person. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Is there is there anything that that the guests did for you? I, like we always talk about it's important to thank the cast members that, you know, none, none of what we experience at Walt Disney World would be anything or Disneyland would be anything without the cast members. Yeah. I don't care what attraction, whatever it, the cast members are what make the difference. I would agree some, with you. And that's, I'm saying beyond entertainment, it's all cast members. It's all cast mm -hmm. members. They are what make the magic for us. Yeah. If you're and, thinking of a Walt Disney World, a Disney, if you're thinking of a Disney vacation experience, your Disney vacation experience is nothing without all of those cast members. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Which was and, why it's heartbreaking with what is happening currently, you know? Yeah. That it's still important to remember that it's these folks that did it. Yes. A hundred percent. And the cat, you know, so many of the cast members that unfortunately like yourself were laid off. And then the ones that are still working who are unbelievably being worked to work in this new sort of role with, you know, trying to keep everybody following the rules and all, all that kind of stuff. As a former cast member, what can and, guests and do? And the feelings of, and the feelings of, you know, survival guilt. Yes. Which is awful too. Which no one, uh, being from someone who is laid off, you know, you don't want anyone to feel that, but it's understandable. Yes. You know? 
So the, there's a lot of weight to the situation, yeah. even for those that were not affected mm -hmm. like I was. But, you know. I've heard Sorry, that. I cut from you a, off. No, no, but I've, you're right. I've heard that from a few cast members, and it's it, you know the ones that that weren't laid off have this incredible sense of guilt. You know why not? It's it, it. What a horrible time for for all of this. But if we as guests were going to thank cast members or make you know express to the cast members, was there something that someone did for you that you you appreciated that said you know what this is thank you for appreciating me as a cast member is there something guests can do that said you know what i it made you feel good about the work you were doing and expressed our appreciation aside from you know we used to be able to tweet at walt disney world and get them to to recognize people but that really never felt like much uh yeah i think of two things really and i'll say the one that's i it's just kind of fluff, but you know, a lot of guests, um, when you're in entertainment, uh, you, you, you get fans mm -hmm. and they'll make you gifts that are specialized to what you're doing. And that's always very sweet. That's very oh. sweet. Never expected, uh, but very sweet. So that, that's one thing I would say for me, um, is a thank you. You know, if it meant so much to you, that you felt compelled to either one, tell us personally, or uh, oftentimes we would get, it would be months later, but if that guest who had a great experience went to guest relations mm -hmm. and let them know, it usually gets to us eventually, to us personally. And if they wrote something really nice, that's always great. Because we would get acknowledged, you know, say like in our daily company meetings with our, with our team, right. you know, go, oh, so-and-so got a, a guest compliment today. Let's read it. You know, those are great when they can spell out what the moment was. And they usually were the most simplest of moments, but that's the, in my world, that was the best way. And I think that's what a lot of folks could do these days. Um, if there was a cast member, tell them, thank you, especially right now. Yeah. Tell them thank you for what they're doing. They're putting, they're putting their lives at risk. They mm -hmm. are. There's a risk to all of this right now. They're, they're doing that. I think another, because I have friends that are still working there and I hear their struggles. Mm -hmm. um, and this will get a little serious, but a great thing you can do is follow the safety protocol. Yes. If you're going to go to the parks now, you know you need to wear a mask wear your mask and don't be angry about it. <laughs> if it's something you can't do, that's okay. Then this is not the time for you to visit. Right. A lot of cast members are having to play babysitter and tell people and to remind them and then they get chewed out. That's yeah. not cool, folks. That's it's not never. cool. You know what? These are the rules of it. Follow the rules. Be kind or just wait until this time has passed. I think that's a huge thing you can do for cast members, especially right now. It's a great reminder. It's a great reminder because I, I know that I, you, I mean, you hear it online. I've heard it from cast members, the same thing. Many, that, many times. You know, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's crazy to me. You know, you're going to the most magical place. Just do what you're told and, and enjoy it. Just really the rules are there. And there's no for excuse. Reason. You know, there's the rules no ahead of time, you know, the rules ahead of time. Yeah. And, and be kind. Be kind. be kind always is is a good is a really good thing 
And I think, you know, especially the cast members always, always work so hard for all of us making magic. And I try to make sure to thank them, even online cast members I've never interacted with. When I see them post something, I thank them for making magic for all of us because that's what they do. Right. And, you know, it's it's so incredible to hear some of the stories about the magic they've delivered to people that, you know, people need to remember to just be kind. Be and, kind. And yes, you do generate some fans because, you know, you've got two of them sitting <laughs> right here. Carrie and I have been big fans of yours for a long time. Oh, that's sweet. and And we have been so overjoyed to have you join us today and chat with us about everything that you're doing. And I... I can't wait to see what happens in the future for you with your company and the events that you're going to be doing. Thank you. I, I'm I'm really excited. I'm very excited. Again, it was something I've wanted to do for years. But, you know, when you're comfortable, yep. why are you going to make a change? Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just thrilled to do it. And, you know, it really energizes me um, that it's taking off in a good way right now. I'm having the opportunity to occasionally hire my former colleagues for events. That's awesome. To to do virtual events with me. I did one uh, with a young lady uh, earlier this week, and I have an event next week, and I've got two more different folks that I worked with at Citizens of Hollywood that we're going to do a whole 80s birthday party virtual event, and we're all playing different 80s icons. And I love that this is – I'm coming to the point that I'm like – I know these people have talent and I'm going to recognize that they have talent and they have the chops and they have the skills. And I love that I can pay them to keep working as actors is what they love to do. So if I can keep doing that. Oh, I think that's that's, fantastic. That's just awesome. And if we can help figure, you know, promote and share your events, we will absolutely be happy to do so. That's great. Um, I appreciate yeah. that. And for folks, if you're still listening, uh, I feel so weird to talk about myself. Don't. That's kind of what I've done this whole time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, if you're looking for an event experience, definitely go to CameronMatthews.com. Fill out the contact form. I'd love to chat with you about it. And any, yes. nothing is too small. That's too big. And also to start thinking about in another offering that I'm giving with this uh, business is is there a way you want to rethink marketing your business or advertising? You got actor right here, and I know other actors. So if you need a fun ad or you need us to do a live stream for you that is to That's... market your business, yes. A commercial, a voiceover. Love it. Come my way. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, you got, you know, you, it's rethinking. We're rethinking. This is a new world. We mm. are, it's a whole new world to tie it to Disney. <laughs> it is. For you and me, it is. <laughs> so, you know, adapt, adapt, be kind. And uh, I think we're all going to be so much stronger and have yes. grown, I hope, in the best ways I in, hope in so these too. next couple of years. I do too. You know, now we, it's so cool to see people reinventing themselves. It is. And I, I'm really enjoying watching everybody do that because I think it's incredible what happens when you're kind of forced to do something different. And it's sometimes the best things come out of that. It's true. And uh, if folks who are listening are not aware of it, you need to check out on Facebook, the Facebook group that's called Ear for Each Other. Ear like a Mickey ear. Ear for Each Other. It is a 
Facebook group that's over 70,000 members now, and you can just join. But the whole site is geared for the furloughed and laid off cast members to promote their side hustles and new businesses. So if you're looking for anything, you can find it on the site because the cast members who have provided you great guest service throughout the years for your vacations are even more talented than the job they did. You'll find people that make things, they cook things, uh, I event things, right? They even helped me out over the holidays. Uh, I'm a, on the side, a glorified Clark Griswold wannabe, and I did holiday light installs over the holidays, and they got me a lot of business. That's terrific. So if you want to support any of these, the 32,000 from Disneyland and, uh, you know, from California, and this is Imagineers as well. God, there's Imagineers on there too who are doing amazing stuff. Uh, all different cast members. If you want to support them, if you want to, you know, if you're looking for a gift, you can find it on here, especially a Disney themed gift of any sort. Go to ear for each other. Uh, you do have to, I think, just fill out a form. You can only post if you are one of these cast members, mm-hmm. but you can definitely shop. That's And you awesome. just fill in keywords of things you're looking for, and you're going to find some of the greatest stuff. And you're supporting new mm-hmm. business owners. You're supporting cast who are just trying to get by right now. Uh, and it's a great thing and I've benefited from it and I will sing it to the cows come home. That is a great way to tag on. How can we thank cast members right now? These ones go to ear for each other and on Facebook and Excellent. support them. I will link to that as well. So I'm going to link to your website. I'll link please, to the group. Please, I thank will link you. to your, your Instagram as well. Um, now, Cam, you've just been, it, it's been so much fun talking to you. I hope you're going to come back and chat with us again. Sure, this was fun. But before we end every episode, our, you know, kind of our thing on the podcast is that everybody shares, and I forgot to remind you before, so I hope no, you I, have it, something. It was in my email. She's very thorough, everybody. She's yes. very thorough. <laughs> it was, we share something that brought us pixie dust this week. And it could be yeah. anything big, small, just something that reminds us to be grateful and happy. Yeah. Do you have some pixie dust from this week? I do. I do. On top of uh, what I've just said about being able to now hire my colleagues, uh, last night, uh, a former Voices of Liberty singer and a pianist that worked uh, at Disney, they did a live jazz concert. Her name is Sarah Whittemore. Sarah Whittemore. She is her voice is like velvet. It's incredible. <laughs> she has a new EP that has just come out February 5th, Sarah Whittemore. Check her out. Uh, and Kyle Mattingly, they did a live jazz concert last night. And oh, it's just kidding. proving and showing the talent that is in Central Florida right wow. now. Uh, a, a beautiful jazz concert. It, it was just chills. So uh, it was put on by Hawk Moon Entertainment. And Hawk Moon is a, another business that has come out of this situation from a former uh, show director Wow! Uh, at uh, Disney events. He and a business partner have launched another event business called Hawk Moon and promote, uh, it was promoting Sarah and Kyle last night. So that was incredible to me. If you want, if you love great jazz, I love great jazz. <laughs> I really do. I really do. And I'm not talking like waiting room dentist office jazz. Okay. I'm not talking <laughs> that. I know a lot of people think that. And I'm talking good jazz, good jazz. Uh, she's incredible, was Voices of Liberty for years, left on her own to become 
her own artist, and she's fantastic. Sarah Whittemore, check her out. That's my pixie dust. I love that, and I will absolutely link to her as well. <laughs> I, I love find... that. Yeah, of course. It's it's important to support everyone. What are your what's your pixie dust for the week? Can I ask? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Carrie Carrie and I always have pixie dust for the week. Carrie, do you have yours? Carrie always struggles with hers. Yeah, I do. But I've learned to find pixie dust in a lot of things over, <laughs> oh my gosh, over the Carrie, last eighty something episodes that we've done at first. So I've I've embraced pixie dust. My pixie dust is easy this week. Yeah, what's because that? It's the Muppet Show on Disney Plus. Oh, and you're wearing the shirt right I've now. I've got the shirt on, and it's and I love the Muppets, and I've been watching it nonstop, and it just brings me the more joy. It brings me a year's full of pixie dust. Just so that's my pixie dust. My my best friend loves the Muppet Show. Has been posting so much stuff, going, "It's back!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and every like everything about it is awesome. Every yes. single everything. Yeah, and I. I don't think it's past it, but D23 is doing a whole Muppet celebration coming up here. They had something on, they streamed something, I think, Thursday night. I, oh, was it on Thursday? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was I'll, probably all to celebrate that. But that's really cool. That's, that's so that's exciting. My pixie dust. What's your pixie dust, Fran? Well, my pixie dust this week, you're going to laugh, but it was the fact that we figured out how to do an Instagram live because we've been talking about doing it for months. <laughs> And well, it's really not that that great when you look at it because we really we have no idea. We deleted the video. We didn't know how it worked, but but we we went live. But you did it. (laughs) It's it's very nerve wracking to do those things, and and we figured it out, and we just said let's do it before we chicken out, and we did, and and we had a good giggle about it. Oh, I'm proud of you. That's great. Yeah, thank you. That's fantastic. I dabbled in that early pandemic last year. Uh, I wanted to keep the improv chops sharp, and I came up with a at the daily pun ninety nine, where essentially we did those ninety nine jokes, and I would have some of my colleagues come on and just fans and people that found it, and every day we, for like half hour at three o'clock, we would just invent ninety nine jokes all together. And it was a ton of fun. Oh it's fun God. to interact that way. You know? It is. It is. And yeah. it's so important right now. I know we can't be together personally, but staying yeah. together virtually is just, you know what? It's filling the void for sure. It's filling the void. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Cam, for joining us today. You are so welcome. Thank you for having absolute me. Absolute pleasure. And yeah, we can't wait to see what you do. Uh, we'll link to you again uh, on the show notes and everybody can find you at Cam Actor everywhere. Yeah. And uh, on your website, CameronMatthews.com. Thank you, ladies, so much. This has been great. Carrie, how much fun is Cam? OMG. Awesome. (laughs) OMG. That was so incredible. So many stories. Like, we probably heard a little tiny half a percentage of all the stories you could probably tell and all of the wonderful experiences and funny jokes and and amazing things he accomplished and it's yeah i can't i can't believe how much stuff he's got i can't carry i can't believe that he remembers meeting me at hollywood studios <laughs> like i gotta tell you that geeked me right nerd out. alert nerd alert nerd <laughs> alert <laughs> totally geeked me out because you know like that was that was probably the best trip of my life like i i had so much fun on that trip and yeah yeah he was I, part of it yeah, like he, that was a moment for me. And, and I think it, I just, I can't believe he remembers that. Like, how did, do, how does your brain remember all that stuff? It's, it's crazy. 
it was fun. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm so glad we got to talk to him and we'll have to have him back on again because I think, you know, his new company and what he's doing online, it's, it's just going to be much fun. It's going to be fun to watch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely, we'll be reaching out to him again and talking to other cast members and, and supporting them however we can. It's important to remember to support them all. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Carrie, for, for joining me. Fabulous co-host. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, he did kind of catch us off guard a little bit on our pixie dust. I, I wasn't prepared. Were you? No. <laughs> well, we did okay. It's good that we, we're now we're flexing that brain muscle to just remember the happy things, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks again, Carrie. And uh, remind everybody where they can find us online, Pixie Dust Fan, everywhere, every channel. Tell your friends about our podcast. Share us with... Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Leave a review. Those are good, too. <laughs> and share the podcast um, with anybody that you think might enjoy a little bit of Disney in your day. Thanks again. Until next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. Waka waka. <laughs>